the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It's Greta Van Fleet from the Anthem of the Peaceful Army. That's called the Cold Wind. Got a chance to see these kids uh, last week. And they are kids, I mean, essentially for me because, I mean, they are in their 20s. And uh, got to see them at the uh, Estes Arena at the Hard Rock Cafe a week ago Friday. And what an amazing show. A show that was postponed from March. Um, because one of the guys in the band got uh, pneumonia, I believe, and they had to shut him down because they were about to start a uh, South American leg of their tour, and they wanted to make sure that um, you know he was in good health uh, for that trip. So they postponed a, bo- uh, a couple of the shows the last like week of the tour, and this happened to fall there. So uh, finally got a chance to see them in December. Boy, let me tell you something. What a following this band has. It's a lot of young kids. It's good to see rock and roll alive and well. Now, you can make the comparisons to Led Zeppelin. You could say they're clones of Led Zeppelin or whatever. Robert Plant has freely admitted he'd like to still have this kid's voice uh, to be able to sing songs the way he does. They put on a tremendous stage production. The place was sold out. The fans were jumping from from the moment the first band came on uh, to the end of the show. Uh, They played for over two uh, two hours. Tremendous band. They're great. Go see them. If you have an opportunity to see them, go see them. You will not be disappointed. If you're any type of fan of rock and roll, you will enjoy these guys. Uh, immensely, you will enjoy them. They're fantastic. Uh, cannot wait to see them again uh, when they come around on the East Coast. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, uh, Tiny Riccardi, she represents the Newsroom Guild at the Denver Post, is going to join me. They, along with Flight Company uh, Brewing, have a collaboration beer that's called the Thirst Amendment out to support the people who work at the Denver Post. They have not, uh, they're in contract negotiations right now, haven't had a contract in a number of years. I think it's like five or six years they haven't had a contract. And, you know, this is part of the problem of journalism today and newsrooms. Newsroom staffs are getting smaller, newspapers are being cut, a lot of stuff is going online, uh, people are losing their jobs, and people have a mistrust in the press. And being a member of the press, this is important. The, the, getting the getting the facts right and the truth out there is important. And whatever your perception of the truth is, I'm not going to sit here and tell you one way or the other. Uh, I present facts to you. I present stories to you. You decide how you want to interpret them. And this is just beer news. But it can relate to anything, right? So th- this is really important. We're going to talk to Tiny about that and a lot more uh, coming up. In just about 20 minutes from now. We've been talking about it for a while. The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. The tickets are on sale. They are out there now. June 3rd and 4th. Bader Field. Don't miss out. 
$60 plus tax and fees. The price goes up after January 30 after January 31st. You know. So uh you want to get in on this. The Hops Trot 5K beer and fun run, it's $99 right now. It's gonna go up February 1st. It'll it'll get jacked up. So you definitely want to jump in here. Uh if you wait till February 1st when they announce the bands, $70 taxes and fees. VIP tickets will go on sale. It'll be 150 bucks uh, bucks plus tax and fees. Hop trots, uh, the hop trot, uh, hops trot price goes up to 110 bucks. Definitely get in on it on April 1st. The tickets go up again. You definitely want to jump on it. And if there's still tickets at the gate, you're going to be paying more. Don't be stupid. Don't miss out. It's a great event. I'm there every year. It's fun. We'll be there at the Saturday event for sure. I don't know if I'm sticking around for Sunday, um, but I am planning on spending most of my weekend there. Um, it's a great event. It is well run. Uh, there, I know there's another festival that's going to be there the month before, like a week or two before Memorial Day weekend or whatever it is. That's run by some big conglomerate that gives you nothing for your ticket price. Basically, it gives you the right to stand on the beach, and it's a lot of money. And then you're shelling out money for everything else. For 60 bucks plus tax and fees right now, all the beer you can drink for four hours. Yeah, you got to buy food. That's what happens. All the beer you can drink plus fantastic music. You will not be disappointed. Good Time Tricycle Productions, their team, puts on amazing events in Atlantic City. This is no exception. It's their best event that they put on, for my money, bar none. ACBeerFest.com uh, to pick up tickets from there. Uh, Weyerbacher Brewing. This is uh, this story came out about a week and a half ago, uh, and I'm just getting to it here, but um, Weyerbacher Brewing's second bankruptcy case in three years is resolved. The Easton business is preparing to reopen under new ownership. Savant Beverages LLC, which is led by CEO Ed Lozano, closed on the purchase October 3rd. That's uh, what he told LehighValleyLive.com. And that's the same day an order was entered dismissing the bankruptcy case opened June 27th in federal court court records show. Terms of the deal not disclosed. Lozano, a former president and CEO of Pittsburgh Brewing. So he's looking to revive the brewery on the other side of the state. He was previously in Pittsburgh. Now he's over here on the east side of Pennsylvania. Lozano is also a former uh, former executive with Miller Brewing Company and PepsiCo. He opened the Jays Steaks and Subs in 2017 at the former Uncle Wesley's in Westward and Easton. And his community involvement includes having served on the Lehigh Northampton Airport Authority Board of Governors. He and his wife, Victoria, who is an executive vice president and general manager of Crayola LLC's attractions and retail, live in Palmer Township. Weyerbacher closed its taproom bar and stopped making beer amid the bankruptcy case which followed an initial bankruptcy filing in April of 2019. Savant Beverages now preparing to reopen the tap room with Weyerbacher beers and guest taps. That's cool. See, again, other states can do fun stuff. I like that. Uh, almost all members of the brewery's production team, led by head brewmaster Danny Brunner and distribution staff, are remaining on through the transition. Lozano said he plans to oversee expansion of its product portfolio. With the brewery closed, Lozano has been investing in capital improvements to the 905 uh, G-Line Street facility on the south side of Easton, including the installation of a new epoxy floor and TVs, painting, and planning for an entertainment space that can host as many as 750 people, he said. Now, a soft opening is in the works. A date has not been set pending final regulatory approvals. Lozano acknowledged strong support from local, state, and federal officials for the purchase and process um, to reopen and said an official reopening with ribbon cutting is in the works for January. So for next month, they're looking to reopen on a soft opening and then officially full-time. This is good news. I am excited. I would like to go to Weyerbacher again. It's a great little stop right off of 78, uh, just minutes over the border. 
This is really cool, and I'm glad that there is new ownership here, and um, I am glad that uh, they are revitalizing the brand, uh, and they're going to be adding guest taps, which is really, really cool. Weyerbacher has made some very good beers. I think they missed the boat, and they've admitted it on the IPA side, um, but they do a really good job with their barley wines and a lot of other good things, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there um, come come January, and uh, I'm looking forward to visiting Weyerbacher when they officially reopen. Uh, Craft Beer's most important industry gathering, the Craft Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America, returning to Nashville next spring. Uh, Presented by the Brewers Association, the uh, Craft Brewers Conference is the world's largest beer and brewing event. It can attract over 13,000 brewing professionals, some of the biggest names in the biz. Uh, It is returning to Nashville on May 7th through the 10th for four days of enlightening industry talk and serious fun. Um, uh, Let's see, the early bird registration is open now till January 10th. Uh, then uh, early bird registration is open January 11th through March 1st, and then regular registration open from March 2nd to April 29th. This is where they also award the um, the uh, the World Beer Cup, uh, the biggest and most prestigious beer competition in the world. I believe the uh, Craft Beer Marketing Awards will be there as well uh, to give their uh, crushy awards out. So uh, it's a lot of good stuff uh, to get to the CBC. Uh, I'm going to try and make it. I don't know. I'd love to visit Nashville. I have not visited Nashville yet, so uh, this may be the excuse to go. And it's during a time where it's uh, the temperature is relatively temperate. So uh, I like that. So we'll see what happens. Now, uh, stone brewing, this is kind of cool. If you live in, in California, Virginia, Ohio, and Washington, D.C., you can now get your favorite stone beer delivered to you. They have a subscribe and save program. You save 10% on every purchase. You sit back and relax while super fresh beer is delivered directly to your door, and then you can review, edit, or cancel your order at any time. There's no long-term commitments. But uh, you head over to shop.stonebrewing.com, click away. They only ship beer, though, to the following states, as I mentioned, California, Virginia, Ohio, and Washington, D.C. If you live somewhere else, uh, unfortunately, you will not be getting uh, stone beer delivered to you. So sorry about that. And then uh, Genesee uh, Brewing. Now, Remember Genesee Cream Ale? I'm sure many of you do that got into beer. If you lived in upstate New York, you went to school in upstate New York, you definitely had a Genesee Cream Ale at some point, right? So um, first brewed in 1960, Genesee Cream Ale represents one of the only true styles of beer created in the United States. According to them, when it came onto the scene in the 60s, the new style piqued curiosity among beer drinkers, quickly rising in popularity and becoming Genesee's flagship beer. It has earned more than 14 major awards, including multiple gold medals from the World Beer Cup for a six-year period in the 70s and 80s. It was the best-selling domestically produced ale in the United States. The beer is fermented cold like a traditional lager, but with an ale yeast creating a crisp finish and a touch of sweetness. So they are changing uh, the packaging of Genesee Cream Ale uh, to reflect a more modern look. So the beer itself inside the can is not going to change, but the label itself will change with a new look. So kudos to Genesee uh, Brewing for doing that and uh, changing up the label there. But again, I remember my first Genesee. It was Binghamton. Uh, my uh, girl I was dating was going to school in Binghamton, and that's where I had my first Genesee Cream Ale. I was up in Binghamton, New York. Not not that far uh, from from Rochester, a couple hours away. So that's pretty cool. Now, when we come back after a short break, we got more news and notes from around the beer world, and we'll keep it a little Jersey-centric in our next segment, so stay tuned for that. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The Edge of Darkness uh, from Greta Van Fleet from the Fires album. Uh, these cats are great. I, I'm, so, I'm so thrilled that I finally got a chance to see them um, down in Atlantic City. God, a week ago uh, this past Friday. Um, just good stuff. Uh, enjoyed them a lot. Uh, would definitely see them again. And then... Um, uh, just so excited that on my birthday next year, I'm going to get to see uh, Bono. He is doing his um, stories again. He did a limited uh, tour across the country, uh, but he's going back to the Beacon Theater for, uh, I don't know what it is, seven nights, eight nights, whatever it is. And he act- is performing on my birthday. So I tried to get two tickets. I couldn't. I could only get one. Uh, and they're way up in the rafters. Um, but I'm going to go by myself to see Bono on my birthday and, and kind of treat myself. Which I'm kind of excited about. Because the last time I saw you two, I went by myself. I couldn't get anybody to go with me. My wife didn't want to go. Uh, asked a whole bunch of friends. Everybody had stuff going on. So I ended up going by myself. And I have to tell you, it was wonderful. You know, we talk music on the show. And we're going to get to the, the rest of the beer news in just a second. Um, but we do talk music on the show often. Uh, because music and beer really do go together. Um, I, I, I find it wonderful to go and see a show by myself. It, it, music is music is a group experience, but it can also be a very intensely personal, individual experience. And when you experience those things by yourself, it's kind of cool. Do it one time. Go to a show by yourself. Go to a concert. Just buy one ticket. Go and sit by yourself and listen to the music. And really focus. Don't be taking pictures or video or whatever. Just focus on what's going on. You will find that you will enjoy yourself more than you thought you would. And you may realize, not that, you know, I mean, listen, you'd love to have friends around when you're, you're at these things, but maybe in a way you don't need that. It's kind of cool. Just a thought. Anyway, coming up in 10 minutes, Tiny Riccardi, she represents, um, the, she's a reporter for the Denver Post, um, and she is part of the, um, the, the, the union folks uh, representing the Denver Post and her colleagues. She's going to join me. They, along with Flight Co. Brewing, have a collaboration beer. It's called the Thirst Amendment. It's out to support the people who work at the Denver Post. We're going to talk to Tiny about that, how negotiations went. They've been without a contract since 2016, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Two big events uh, coming up in the new year from Brewery Strong, uh, an organization that I am proud to be a part of, and trying to get a more awareness of Brewery Strong into the northern part of New Jersey. First up, Paragon Tap and Table, Thursday, January 12th from 5 to 9 p.m. It's a dual NJCB, New Jersey Craft Beer, and Brewery Strong event. Lots of New Jersey beers on tap. If you're a New Jersey Craft Beer member, you'll get 10% off of your food bill, but a dollar from every pint of New Jersey beer that is purchased at Paragon Tap and Table that night will go to Brewery Strong, which is really cool. I'll be there uh, along with uh, Mike from NJCB and some of the crew. Uh, from Brewery Strong, we'll educate you and tell you all about Brewery Strong and what it is all about, uh, which I will get to in just a second. On Saturday, January 21st at 5 p.m. at Battle River Brewing in Tom's River, it's a beer release called Brewery Strong. Live music and refreshments will be served. The beer is a rye lager. Now, sadly, I'll be on vacation at that point. I won't be able to attend the, uh, the, 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 um, the beer release. The beer will be available for purchase, and, of course, a portion of the proceeds will go to Brewery Strong. Now, Brewery Strong, a nonprofit organization that seeks to strengthen the craft brewing industry by developing and dispersing scholarships to educational opportunities within the industry to provide opportunities for craft brewery employees and craft beer establishments to grow in their profession and to act as a support safety net for employees 
of the industry. It's a great organization. I'm very excited to be a part of it, uh, and I hope to see you J- Thursday, January twenty, uh, January twelfth, from five to nine p.m. at Paragon Tap and Table, right off of Exit one thirty five. Uh, uh, off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. If you're down in South Jersey, head over on Saturday, January 21st, Tom's River, Battle River Brewing, 5 o'clock. That's the beer release. It's called Brewery Strong. It'll be a rye lager. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, the Brew Jersey beer, which actually Icarus Brewing got started, uh, put out a, um, a recipe to the public, wanted to get people more involved. A lot of breweries have jumped on it. Um, Icarus Brewing is releasing their version of Brew Jersey this week. Um, or it's actually out right now. Wet Ticket released theirs about a week and a half ago, which I have to get over to Wet Ticket uh, and pick up that release. Uh, the Icarus, uh, the, uh, the the Wet Ticket version uh, is dry hop with three and a half pounds uh, per barrel of Citra, Azaka, and Cascade. Uh, distinct citrus notes from the Cascade and Citra, while the Azaka provides some subdued tropical fruitiness. Icarus released their version this week. It's a 6.4% uh, IPA. Brewed with American two-row barley and malted oats, hopped with Columbus, Citra, Azaka, before dry hopping with even more Citra, Azaka, and Cascade. Loaded with notes of ripe grapefruit, juicy citrus zest, and orange peel. It finishes on a ripe pineapple, Brew Jersey does. 25% of the proceeds from the beer will be donated directly to the Brewers Guild of New Jersey to support New Jersey breweries to fight the unfair regulations. Visit IcarusBrewing.com slash brew-jersey backslash for more information. They also have uh, two collaborations with their friends at Last Wave that are out na- right now, Cookie Tray uh, Snickerdoodle and Cookie Tray Linzer. Of course, Linzer, like a Linzer tart. Uh, the Snickerdoodle is like a Snickerdoodle cookie. So uh, really cool. An Imperial Cream Ale is the Snickerdoodle. Uh, Linzer, like I said, is a Linzer tart. It's an inspired kettle-soured Berlin Iron-style uh, vice brewed with Scottish barley and American wheat, which is really cool. So kudos uh, to the folks from Icarus and Wet Ticket. I know a couple of other breweries have theirs, their version out as well. Check it out. You will be supporting uh, a great cause. Um, Second Chance and Coronado Brewing have come up with a collaboration. Uh, this was brewed at Second Chance's Carmel Mountain headquarters. It's an 8% ABV. It's the first collaboration between the San Diego breweries. It is available at Second Chance's Carmel Mountain and North Park locations, as well as on draft at Coronado's tap rooms in Bay Park, Coronado, and Imperial Beach. Dog Beach, which is the name of the beer, Mosaic, Strata, and Talus hops with aromas of citrus, pine, and slight earthiness, full-bodied by the citrus and dank notes carrying the flavor alongside subtle tropical fruits. As with all double IPAs, the finish is bitter with a mild malt sweetness. It is available in cans at independent craft beer and bottle shops throughout San Diego County. So that's cool there. Stone Brewing, our good friends from Stone. They've introduced the next big thing, according to them, for 2023. It is the Stone Delicious Mixed Six Pack. It's available now at Stone locations. It is shipping out across the country. Uh, You should be able to get it at some point this week. Each pack contains two cans of their ever-popular Stone Delicious IPA and two cans, each of two new additions to the family, Delicious Citra IPA, uh, which is brewed with talus hops, and Delicious Double IPA, which is at 9.4%, stands out with a serious depth of flavor and explosive aroma of lemon and ripe fruit from Centennial and Amarillo hops. And, of course, Stone Delicious IPA, it's the original, brewed with lemon drop and Eldorado hops, the perfect complement to any meal. All are gluten-reduced. They are not gluten-free. Um, I've had the uh, Delicious IPA. It's a fantastic beer. I think I still have a couple cans left in the fridge. And, of course, two others. The first two clock in at around 7.7%. The double IPA is at 9.4%. And then finally, on December 14th, 
Uh, the Brewers Association released their annual year in beer review. Um, Bort Watson, the chief economist of the Brewers Association, said, Riding through a challenging and competitive year, tap rooms and brew pubs found ways to innovate and keep customers coming through the door, while brands with a retail presence continue to compete with other beverage alcohol choices for shelf space. 2023 will be a reset for many brewers as they return to more conscious and thoughtful innovation to balance customer demand and adapt to supply chain functions. Um, The Brewers Association is predicting that next year in 2023, brewery opens will be the lowest in over a decade. Distributed craft volume will not grow. The supply chain will remain rocky, but collectively, average prices will come down from 2022 peaks. Total brewery employee will increase. Watson added the maturing craft industry continues to grow more competitive, facing both internal business pressures and externally the continued growth of new beverage alcohol competitors. And while these challenges are daunting, craft brewers are known for their innovation and flexibility. We'll need to both, uh, and they'll need both as they evolve to meet the next generation of beer lovers with new beers and new occasions. Now, on that point, I would agree with him. I think that um, there is uh, brewers are going to have to, um, you know, compete with all of these other alternatives uh, to try and stay fresh. In certain states, obviously in New Jersey, there's a limited amount of things that they can do. I do think that brewery openings will not increase. I think there will be openings, but I think they will be smaller. Um, I do think the supply chain is going to remain rocky. I think it's going to be an issue. I think with aluminum cans, with with all different types of things, CO two, we've had all encountered all these different problems this year, and I think that those problems are going to persist into next year, uh, which will be a problem. The price point, though, I think is going to stay the same. I think you're paying now between eighteen and twenty dollars for a four pack of premium beer. I think it's going to stay that way. It might even go up a dollar or two. I could very easily see that because of inflation. We'll see what happens. I hope not, um, but I ha- I get the sense that that's going to happen. But uh, but we will see. It's going to be a challenging year next year. I know that a lot of breweries they're pulling back advertising campaigns. They're pulling back all sorts of money in certain places because they expect a downturn. Let's hope. That that doesn't happen. Now, when we come back after a short break, Tiny Riccardi represents the Newsroom Guild at the Denver Post. She's also a reporter there. She's going to join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little more Greta Van Fleet for you there. Uh, this is uh, built by nations. Uh, this is from the uh, I've, this is from the new album. And I forgot the title of it, but boy, let me tell you something. These cats killed it in Atlantic City last weekend. So glad that I was able to get there uh, and check them out. And I will definitely go and see them again. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, Google Podcasts, iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa ready. We're on, uh, you know, uh, iHeart, Odyssey.com. We're all over the place. All you have to do is do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. And of course, the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can check out my podcast along with a plethora of others that you can download anytime you want 
and listen to at your leisure. Now, my next guest, she is the entertainment reporter and a representative for the Union Bargaining Committee for the Denver Post. They're dealing with what a lot of newsrooms across the country are dealing with, low wages, layoffs, and the slow death of the newspaper, which in my opinion is an absolute disaster. They've teamed up with Flight Co. Brewing for a new beer that was released a week ago called the Thirst Amendment. We're going to get into all of that in just a moment. Flight Co. Beer, F-L-Y-T-E-C-O-Beer.com is the website for more info on the beer. But let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer for the first time, Teeny Riccardi. Teeny, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me this morning, Al. You got it. Now, before we get into the beer, the folks that work for the Denver Post, along with yourself, You've been without a new contract since 2016. Prices for everything from housing to food have gone up. How are reporters surviving, or are they quitting and taking other means of employment? Sure. That's a great question. So the last time we got across board raises, as you mentioned, was 2016. We were in the throes of, or in the midst of negotiating a negotiating a new contract at the beginning of 2020 when, you know, a little thing called a pandemic happened. So we've been sort of operating on an emergency contract that sort of guaranteed no layoffs. We exchanged furloughs. um, So everybody had to take six weeks of furlough in 2020 and 2021. Our newsroom has been, to put it lightly, you know, hemorrhaging staff. We've had staff, you know, leaving to take other jobs at competing publications. Some have left the industry altogether. Um, it's it's pretty dire. And, you know, we're not alone in this fight. Our colleagues at the New York Times recently did a day-long strike. Our colleagues at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram are on their third week of striking. And then our colleagues up at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette are on their third month of striking. So, you know, this, this um, problem is not unique to us. But as far as how we're getting through it, um, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. Totally. I, I, I totally understand that. Now, you had a bargaining session uh, the other uh, this past week. How did that go? So that was actually yesterday. And the funny thing about it is that management, the day after our beer release, you know, we were all excited and invigorated, ready to fight for our cause of management, tried to cancel our bargaining session. They said, you know, we don't have another meaningful wage proposal. What is on the table is all we're going to be able to offer. But we, we made them come to the table, hear us out. We had a couple of other little things. So we're still negotiating on the contract, but obviously our biggest issue right now is wages, compensation, raises. And so we were able to, you know, give them a piece of our mind, have a, a little bit of a recap of the event, um, have colleagues who are speaking from their hearts about their hardships, and of course hear the company out about exactly what their headwinds are and um, exactly what they think that they cannot offer us. We're talking with Tini Riccardi. She's an entertainment reporter and a representative for the Union Bargaining Committee for the Denver Post. They're dealing with what a lot of newsrooms across the country are dealing with, low wages, layoffs, etc. And they've teamed up with Flight Co. Brewing for a new beer that was released a week ago to help support them called the Thirst Amendment. FlightCoBeer.com is the website for more info on the beer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So how did the union get involved with Flight Co. Brewing and put together this collaboration? Sure. So I'm on the entertainment team. My background is in beer. I've been covering beer for a decade now, uh, first in Dallas, now in Denver. And I had written about Flight Co.'s new location that they opened over the summer. And then when they flew to Western Colorado for fresh hop season to pick up hops from the largest independent uh, hop farm in Colorado, I joined them, picked them up from the airport, and one of the owners told me directly how much my coverage had meant to them. They're a locally, independently owned business, and so having um, the microphone that is the Denver Post to spread the word about their new location, they said impacted their business positively, which is really great for me to hear. Um, 
And so when we thought about the idea for a beer, basically one of our corporate owners I learned through Wikipedia is a foodie, has his own um, franchise of coffee shops. I thought, okay, how can we get a foodie's attention? And so I thought, why don't we make a beer? And when we decided that that was a good idea, I knew Flight Co. would make not only a great partner, but a perfect partner in that they've seen the impact of our journalism firsthand. That Now, that is awesome. And that is what, you know, local press and what, what businesses should do and how they collaborate with one another. That is perfect because I think people forget that, it, you know, whether it's in the newspaper, whether it's on a website, whatever it is, if you're reaching people and people are reacting to that and go, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know these uh, these guys were opening here or, oh, I didn't know that this beer was coming out or this movie was playing or this whatever – that's important, and that should generate you know, revenue and sales and all those other things. All of those things should be intertwined with one another, and that's just awesome about how you guys got together. Now, what type of beer is the collaboration? Sure. It is a black IPA, and as you mentioned, it's called the First Amendment. Uh, Flight Co. Brewing was very gracious in that they sort of gave us their upcoming brew schedule and said, which style appeals most to you guys? We settled on a black IPA. Coloradans love IPAs, mm-hmm. hoppy beers, and uh, the black color sort of reminds us of ink or newsprint, so we thought there was some synergy there. And then as far as the name, uh, we once we decided on the style, we basically pulled our membership. We represent a bunch of journalists, a lot of people who have a lot of talent writing, away mm-hmm. with words, if you will. Right. And so one of our members actually suggested that name. That's that's pretty awesome. We're talking with Tiny Riccardi. She's the entertainment reporter and a representative for the Union Bargaining Committee for the Denver Post. They're dealing with a lot, what a lot of the newsrooms across the country are dealing with. And it's not just newspapers, it's radio stations, it's TV, uh, low wages, layoffs, etc. They teamed up with Flight Co. Brewing. It's just a new beer that was released a week ago. It's called The Thirst Amendment. You can get it at all Flight Co. Beer Company locations. FlightCoBeer.com is the website for more information on that beer. As we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, for people listening who are not aware, Tini, or think that the press is you know, evil, etc., and we get it from both <laughs> ends, no matter what side of the political spectrum that you're on, why is it so important for journalism to continue on a local level? Sure. Well, it's really important for us. Local journalism is oftentimes the first line of defense against corruption in government, corruption in business, corruption against local citizens. Without watchdogs at the local level, uh, Americans are going to suffer. You know, we've seen this, though, the big news organizations that are thriving, you look at New York Times, Washington Post, it's really great. They turn out really quality stuff. But when something happens in your local community, the people who live there are the ones who are going to have the most nuanced perspective, the most trust that you know that they're going to tell the story right. They're not just parachuting in for one day. Um, you know, for example, we recently just had a tragedy at a, uh, an LGBTQ plus club mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs. There was a mass shooting. Right. Um, we have people who have been embedded in the Colorado Springs community for decades. So, yes, everybody was there. Everybody sort of descended on Colorado Springs. But now we're several weeks out from that. Who is still here? Who is still writing about it? Who is still holding, um, you know, the perpetrators accountable? Who's still honoring the victims? Who's following Every development in that story so that justice can be brought, it's the local journalists who are here. And without that, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity for things to slip through the cracks if no one's being held accountable. And, and I agree with you, uh, Tini. It's, it is very important that local journalists, you know, continue to thrive. And there has to be a way or a mechanism uh, that, that continues their survival, you know, through newspapers, through other 
uh, means of communication. We we have to get the message out there. You're right because if if you don't, that that's a part of the story that you lose. Yeah, the network comes in and they're there for a day or two, and then they leave. And then you don't hear about it ever again, and there's no follow-up. And if there are local people on the ground following up that story, you're going to hear about those stories you know, moving forward. Last question from me, Tini. What can people do, be it in Colorado or around the country, that can help support the folks from the Denver Post? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for raising awareness about our cause. We are still trying to rally support. So whether that means stopping by Flight Co. Brewing, uh, they have two locations, picking up a pint of the First Amendment, tagging us on social media. We're also actively currently running a letter writing campaign. So if you Google the Denver Post Need Your Help Action Network, you will find a letter that you is auto-filled. All you have to do is sign your name and hit send. That will go to Oh, about a half a dozen or more of our corporate management executives uh, to let them know that you really care about what we do. Um, and then just keep up with us on uh, Twitter and social media. Negotiations are far from over, unfortunately. And if you have the means and you would like to support, please consider subscribing to the Denver Post. We have really great deals on digital subscriptions right now. I know it sounds a little counterintuitive to say, hey, subscribe to this paper when um, we're experiencing a lot of friction with who owns the paper. But the truth of the matter is, if subscriptions dip, um, that's going to be used against us. We're already hearing complaints about how revenue at the Denver Post is down. So anything that we can do to bolster the business well, is going to support our journalists as well. My guest has been Tini Riccardi. She's the entertainment reporter and a representative for the Union Bargaining Committee for the Denver Post. Uh, they're dealing with what a lot of newsrooms across the country dealing with low wages and layoffs, et cetera, as well as subscriptions going down. Support them if you can. If you're a, if you're a fan of journalism, then you should do that. And if you're a fan of beer, they teamed up with Flight Co. Brewing for a new beer released last week called The Thirst Amendment, flightcobeer.com, the website, for more information on the beer. Tini, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Good luck with the negotiations. I hope something gets settled uh, very soon. It's been far too long, and you guys need uh, a, a current contract. Awesome. Thanks, Al, and cheers. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And I know you weren't expecting that when you heard the beginnings of Jose Feliciano's uh, Feliz Navidad. But Bill McClintock, and I apologize for the uh, internet connection, our internet connection here in this building is is absolutely horrendous. It's one of the worst uh, internet connections um, ever. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Anyway, um, Bill McClintock is doing God's work, ladies and gentlemen. He's an absolute genius. He mashes together uh, songs that you wouldn't expect to go well together, but actually do. Um, and you can check him out on YouTube, Bill McClintock. And every you know couple of weeks, he comes up with a new one. And this one, the uh, Ain't Talking About Love, uh, from uh, he calls it Jose. Let me, let me make sure I get the name right here. Jose Van Hel- Helino, which is brilliant. 
and it's they talking about love, and he's using footage from Jimmy Kimmel, and you know, it's just it's great. It's just really great. He's a, he's a again, like I said, he's doing God's work. Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds, our final segment of the program. We'll kick it off with Jack Frost. Uh, speaking of wintertime, by Source Brewing, uh, a big wine o- odor off the nose in a pleasurable way, and that's what you get. I believe they use Phantasm in this, and that's kind of what you get, that white uh, Chardonnay, that white grape-type odor, um, but in a very pleasurable way, as I said. Delicious. I kept going back and back again for this beer. It's a, it's it's just different. It really is, and and you can play with, you know, the brewers play with different hops, and but Phantasm is a powder that you're adding into the mix, and it really does create these um, wild uh, varietals of, uh, of IPAs. It's great. I, I just I, I love it. Speaking of a beer that I really loved, um, Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, and again, we're doing our big event on the 12th of January uh, with NJCB and with Brewery Strong. Please join us. 5 to 9 p.m. There's going to be a lot of Jersey beers there. But one of the beers that Paragon had on tap and only had a keg of it and said, you know, you got to get here as soon as you can to get this, because it will kick. And it did, I, I think, shortly after I started drinking. It was probably like another day, and it was gone. Foam Brewers uh, from Vermont, Dead Wax. Oh, my God. Just slamming beer. Nothing adjuncty or crazy. Nothing added to it. Simple, delicious, fantastic IPA. Sometimes uh, you just want an IPA to be an IPA and not have lactose and all these different things in it or whatever to smooth it out or, you know, whatever. Just... It was a great beer. And I got a Bartender Appreciation Day badge. Uh, who knew that on December 2nd, uh, it is Bartender Appreciation Day, which is really cool. Uh, then I had the Touching the Sun, Oat Fluffed by Icarus Brewing. Let me tell you, first off, the glass that they gave it to me in, they shouldn't have given it to me in. It shouldn't have been a 16-ounce glass. It should have been more like a 10-ounce pour because it's a 10% beer, but ridiculously smooth for 10%. Like, you're drinking it and you're going, there's no way this is a 10%. And I can guarantee you, you have two or three of those. Um, you're going to be in a little trouble, let's just say. Uh, double Bake Sale, Oatmeal Raisin Cookies by Bolero Snort. Smooth, nice flavor, a uh, little bit of spice in it. So good. I love this version uh, of this beer, a collab between Bolero Snort and Source. Uh, Source did their end of it, uh, which was more like a, a, a s'mores, uh, which was also very good. I'm not sure if we're going to review it here this week or it's going to be next week. Uh, I think we well, we might. We might not. Um but a really good beer uh, by Bolero and Source. And uh, I heard they had a great turnout for their toy drive uh, to help out the uh, youth services uh, of Hackensack, along with Hackensack Fire Department, which is really great. Uh, build straight out of scratch by Carton. Solid IPA. Nothing crazy about it. Just a straight-up hoppy IPA. Uh, Carton doesn't use adjuncts either. And um, this is just a really solid, solid IPA. But, again, if you're going to visit Carton, and I encourage you you know, to visit these breweries, if you're going to visit Carton and you want to try um, you know, some of the different beers that they have. First off, if he's got something on cask, absolutely try it. It's usually really good. But I, I encourage you, if you go to Carton, the first beer that you should start off with, no matter what, is Boat. Boat is the OG. Boat is the reason why Carton is so successful. Boat is everywhere. And it's the beer that you can drink over and over and over again and not get tired of it. It's a great beer. Uh, uh, the first beer you have to have is a boat. After that, then you have whatever you want, but that's the first beer that you have to have. Now, Wet Ticket Brewing does not do many sours. In fact, they have not done any sours up until this point. And uh, Tim uh, has finally uh, finally sort of broke down, I should say, because people were sort of pestering him a little bit to create a sour. So he did a Berliner Weiss, and uh, it's called Suggestively Sour. Um, 
it is, it's in cans now, so you can get it in cans uh, at your local retailer or go to Wet Ticket. But I have to tell you, this is the perfect starter beer if you are looking to introduce someone to sours. If you're trying to get into sour beer, this is the way to go. It is, as the title suggests, suggestively sour. So there's a subtlety to it. It is not puckery. It is not super tart. You get the sour flavors there, but it is not overwhelming by any stretch of the imagination and will sort of introduce you into the realm of sours. Now, and it's not for, and they're not for everybody. I, I freely admit that it's not for everybody, but I definitely think if you're going to try anything, this is the one to try because I think you'll, I think you'll, you know, you, know, you might want to dive into it a little bit. It's, it's nice. It's refreshing. It's a refreshing beer. Even in the wintertime, it's still a refreshing beer. Now, Source did a, um, a smash pour beer, a nitro beer, called Chocolate Coconut Macaroon. And I have to tell you, first off, anything chocolate coconut in a beer, I'm a sucker for. But when it's a smash pour, it's basically a liquid cookie. The chocolate and coconut blend perfectly. You want to say it tastes like a, um, a Mounds. And here's the funny thing. I'm not a fan of Mounds or Almond Joy by any stretch. I don't like them. I would never go out of my way to eat one. But coconut, for some reason, in certain things, I will eat. And in beer, I certainly enjoy it. Um, like I said, liquid cookie. The, the the two flavors blend perfectly. It's smooth. It's delicious. It's not super strong. You smash pour it. You let that head build and then let it settle down a little bit. It's creamy. It's just a really, really solid beer. Great job by the guys from Source uh, and the chocolate coconut macaroon. Um, Blizzard of Hops by Troke. So we had our... Um, Christmas party earlier in the month uh, for the company. And it was at Trinity Place Bar and Restaurant, which is right around the corner from our building. And um, they usually have a pretty good selection of craft beers. Um, a lot of times it's, you know, it's your Guinness, it's your Blue Point, it's your um, Stellar Artois. But sometimes they will have some different craft beers, whether it's on tap and in cans. They did. They had Blizzard of Hops by Trogues, which is great. And it's always nice to find it on tap, especially in Manhattan. Uh, it's a nice beer to find. And uh, had uh, a, a, had a 16-ounce of that, and it was excellent. Uh, they also had Estrella Galathea uh, on tap as well, which I was excited. So I had, a lo- I had a pour of that, of that lager, which is, again, another great beer. If you're looking for a really crisp, clean lager that's done by a brewery that's been doing it for quite some time, Estrella Galathea is the way to go on that one. And if you see it on tap, get it. It's, you can find it in the city for sure. You can find it at certain liquor stores uh, around the tri-state area, but definitely if it's on tap, go for it. It is, it is definitely worth it. And then finally, um, the Save the Robots uh, by Radiant Pig uh, Craft Beers. Super easy drinking IPA, juicy smooth. This was a, a canned beer at Trinity Place. I had looked up uh, on Untapped if anybody had drank it, and uh, of course the Beer Samurai had uh, had had one and just loved how easy it was to drink and how smooth it went down. And I said, you know what? Let me just have this. Uh, it, it it's a hundred percent a great beer. It's just a really really delicious beer. Uh, enjoyed it very much and um, and had a good time. Uh, at my holiday party. And speaking of which, Untapped, and I'll dive into this more uh, for the Christmas show for next week because we're going to have, I may do one new segment and the rest of it's going to be best ofs. I haven't really decided yet, but Untapped sends these uh, ratings uh, and they give you your list of, uh, you know, like uh, the most beers that you checked in in 2022 and uh, your year in review uh, kind of thing. And uh, it was funny. I, I may dive into this uh, a little bit more next week. So they they tell you the different things, how many beers you checked in. I didn't check into as many beers this year uh, as I've done the previous couple of years. 
Um, you know, it tells you the first beer that you checked in in the new year, how many different, uh, what is this, different styles, uh, how many different styles, top styles, top beer, you know, all this other stuff. But what they did say, uh, first off, they said the, um, the, the, the five breweries that I checked in the most, number one, of course, Source Brewing. That's not a surprise. I'll go through the rest of the list next week. And then they said, um, I was the fifth biggest fan of Paragon Tap and Table. I, I don't like number five. I need to be number one. At the very least, I need to be number one. I'm there enough. Should have been. So I'm a little disappointed in that. I have to, I have to do a better job of getting over there uh, starting in the new year. That's, that's just the bottom line. But we'll get into, uh, we'll get into more of that with the lists uh, from Untapped on uh, next week's program. Uh, like I said, I'm probably going to just do one new segment, and then the rest of it is going to be uh, best ofs. We will have a new interview uh, the following week um, about a great new beer, Rick's Near Beer that you need to try. They're from Texas. They ship all over the country. Um, you definitely want to jump on it. Uh, I'm going to tease it right now. Probably the best non-alcoholic Pilsner I've ever had in my life. And that's saying much. And if you're doing a dry January, that's the beer. If you want to drink beer without having the alcohol in it, that's the beer to have. My thanks to everybody involved in the show as well as my guest, Tiny Riccardi, the entertainment reporter and a representative for the Union Bargaining Committee for the Denver Post, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.